This is Movies for the Blind, episode 199, Lonely Wives, part two of two. Now we'll all hear something. Hello and welcome to Movies for the Blind, where you can enjoy films without looking at a screen. I'm Valerie Hunter. So, our technical trouble is done, and we can go on with Lonely Wives. While it's our old friend Edward Everett Horton playing a dual role here, one of his leading ladies pulled off the same feat a few years earlier. Esther Ralston, who's playing Richard's wife, Madeline, was a busy actress in silent films, and one of her many successes was in Fashions for Women, as a society lady and the cigarette girl who takes her place while she sneaks off to get a secret facelift procedure. But you may remember Ralston on this podcast as a very different woman, a barefoot frontier girl trapped in a family feud and in love with Randolph Scott in To the Last Man, featured in MFTB 172 and 173. For now, Ralston's Madeline has come home from holiday to her lawyer husband Richard. Only he's not Richard, but Felix, an impersonator challenged by Richard to take his place for a night while he goes off gallivanting with his new secretary and a pretty prospective new client who wants a divorce. But no one knows yet that the guy she wants a divorce from is Felix. And Richard doesn't know his wife is back and making the moves on Felix, thinking he's Richard. We pick up the morning after and the conclusion of Lonely Wives. Later, a man approaches Smith's front doors, yawning inside. Andrews picks up Felix's jacket and crosses the study, bumping into Mother. Andrews! Beg pardon, Mom. You're paralyzed. Not paralyzed. Can't you see me moving? Where are you going? Give this to the tailor. He's waiting. Ah. They go their separate ways. Mother goes to the dressing room door and unlocks it. Stepping to Madeline's door, she unlocks that and goes in where Madeline sits at her vanity in a slip. Good morning, dear. She smiles. I hope I'm not disturbing you. Not at all, Mother. Oh, I'm just dying to have a little talk with you. How did Dickie like his little surprise? Oh, Mother. She steps to her. If you only knew. Oh, then you really have something to tell me. I'll tell the world I have. Oh, never mind the world. Tell me. (laughs) Was Dickie glad to have you home again? Glad? He was beside himself. A maid brings her dress. Mother, this is going to be the turning point in Dickie's married life. Oh, lovely. Wait till I tell you everything. Oh. The maid helps her into the dress. I'm just going to congratulate Dickie. No, I wouldn't do that. Don't disturb him. He's napping. Shall I have your breakfast served here in the room? No. I'm going for a walk before breakfast this morning. I feel as if the world is mine. At last I have what I've been hoping for. You have? What is it? A hold on my husband that he'll never be able to break. Oh, you darling. Mother kisses her cheek. (laughs) Then heads for the door. (laughs) She looks back. (laughs) And backs out. (laughs) When she turns, she's startled by Andrews glowering at her unsteadily. Indignant, she crosses the study to him. Very idea. At this time of the morning, dumb. When Mr. Smith wakens, he'll attend to you, my man. My man, indeed. She walks off. In my man, I'm nobody's man but my own. Felix steps out in his suit in Richard's dressing gown. Good morning, Mr. Smith. What's good about it? 
It's Dr. Andrews. Hey, didn't you sleep well, sir? I? I didn't sleep one wink the whole night long. Who the devil locked my door? It wasn't the devil, sir. It was Mrs. Mantle. Oh. What time is it? Uh, nine o'clock. <gasps> oh, I've got to get out of here. Where's my coat? Why, I, I just gave it to the tailor, sir. He brought back your other dressing gown. The dressing gown won't help me. I want my coat. You don't seem to be yourself this morning, sir. I'm not. Perhaps you need something to eat. Won't you have your breakfast now, sir? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Anything to keep you quiet. Where, where's the dining room? Uh, what, 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 sir? I said, where is it? In the dining room? Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. In the, uh, breakfast in the dining room. Yes. It's not being served in the coal cellar. Well, I don't want to go in the dining room. I want you to get me a cup of coffee and some cracked ice and some white rock. And don't stand there gaping at me like that. Put that thing down. Hurry. Yes. Still gaping, yes. Andrew slowly steps away. Wait! Then turns. Yes. Don't rush out on me like that before I finish talking to you. Where is Mrs. Smith and Mrs. Uh, 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 the, the other one, uh, my mother-in-law? Uh, you mean Miss, Mrs. Mantle? Yes. Uh, she, she's going upstairs. Oh. And if you please, No, sir. I don't please. You get my coffee and my coat. <laughs> yes, yes. Wait! He turns back again. Yes. Where can I find a comb and brush? Have you looked where you always keep them, sir? Have I looked where I always keep them? Where do I always keep them? I'll what? see if you have intelligence enough to answer me that. Why, sir, in the cabinet, in the dressing room, of course. Of course. Yes. Well, yes. Why didn't you say so in the first place? Yes. Felix walks quickly to the dressing room door and enters. He must have had a terrible night. Terrible. In the dressing room, Felix checks his face in a mirror, while Richard carefully sneaks into the house through the front, closing the door. He looks around the foyer, then tiptoes across it toward the study, and looks in at a distance. Satisfied no one is there, he goes in and heads for his door. He quietly opens it and steps inside, closing it. Madeline's door opens, and she steps out in her dress, hat, and stole. She crosses the study. While in his room, Richard takes off his shirt collar and picks up another one. Madeline approaches the front doors, opens one, and looks back. With a smirk, she leaves. Wearing the new shirt collar and another tie much like Felix's, Richard leaves his room and steps to his desk where he spots the dressing gown Andrews had brought in. He takes off his jacket. Safe in my home port, the safest port of all. Meanwhile outside, a taxi pulls up to a curb. The driver looks back. Hey, lady, will you pick out some place to land? Will you please make up your mind? Diane wakes from dozing. It's all right, it's all right. Just keep driving around. <laughs> Where are we? Hey, that ain't the question. Nine hours I've been driving you around. Say, what's the matter? Ain't you got no home? Oh, I can't go home. My husband will know I've been out all night. <laughs> oh. Hey, look, maybe I better drive you to the police station. No. <laughs> I don't know anybody there. Um, let's see. Take me to Mr. Smith's. Oh. 
Mr. Smith, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Any particular one? <laughs> Mr. Richard Smith, my lawyer. She strokes her chin. And where does he live? 1405 Park Avenue. 1405 Park. Yeah, 14... No. 141540. 1054. Either that or 4501. Hey, lady, will you make up your mind? Will you please make up your mind, please? In the study, Richard puts on the dressing gown. Holding his head, he sits in a chair. Andrews arrives with a tray of things Felix had ordered. Richard stands. Why, Andrews, that's the nicest thing you've ever done for me. You've guessed exactly what I needed. He sips the coffee. Yes, I didn't guess it, sir. You told me to bring it in a most impatient tone. In a what? In a most impatient tone. Well, then it must have been mental telepathy. You know, the effect of mind over matter. Or else, you've been dreaming. Yes, sir, I, I'm beginning to think so, sir. Did, uh, didn't you find your comb and brush? What comb and brush? Why, the one you were looking for. Why, don't you suppose I know where to find my own comb and brush? Andrews, you're drunk. Yes, sir, a little drunk than I thought, sir. Richard pours the white rock shakily. You dare to stand there staggering at me at nine o'clock in the morning. Well, say, you see, I, I've been having a little trouble. You've been having a little liquid lightning. Only one flash. I mean nip, sir. Well, quit nipping. Do you think you're strong enough to get me some more of this white rock? <laughs> yes, sir. Though I wish you'd have your breakfast, sir. I don't see why you don't want to go in the dining room. <laughs> Such a nice dining room. Who said I didn't want to go into the dining room? Of course it's a nice dining room. It's my dining room. I'd like to see anybody try to keep me out of it. <laughs> I'm glad to hear you say that, sir. You do know where it is, don't you? Why, certainly. If nobody's moved it. See who that is. Yes, yes. As Richard goes to the dining room, Andrew sets down the tray. He must have had a worse night than I expected. Much worse. Andrew steps away. And Felix steps out of the dressing room. Going to the tray, he finds the coffee cup empty. So he sets it down and looks back. Andrews returns. Excuse me, sir, but it's... I don't care who it is. Who the devil drank my coffee? Andrews is startled. Why, you did, sir, before you went in the dining room. I wanted to comb my hair. But you didn't comb your hair. I didn't, didn't I? It is combed back. Are you losing your mind? Trembling, Andrews touches his own cheeks. Yes, sir, I, I'm beginning to think so, sir. Well, you snap out of it and get me some more coffee. Yes, sir, I, I was just going to, sir, when you told me to answer the front doorbell. I told you to answer the... Well, you're hearing things as well as seeing them. Well, well I did hear the front doorbell, sir, because there's proof of that. I opened it for two young ladies who wanted to see you. Two young ladies? Yes, sir. They're dressed just alike. They must be twins. Well, I haven't any twins. You tell them to come back late this afternoon. He ought to be here by then. He? 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 Oh. Oh, he. Well, whenever I say he, I always mean I. Haven't you noticed that? 
Not yet, sir. Well, you keep it in mind and bring that coffee to my room and some white rock. Yes, sir. Felix heads for Richard's door. Nobody knows what a night he must have had. Nobody. Returning from the dining room, Richard approaches Andrews from behind. Andrews? He turns. Don't move so fast, you know. You break the speed limit. Oh, oh, sir. You, you've come back. You, you do want me to go to the front door before I bring your white rock and coffee, don't you? I don't want any more coffee, stupid. I told you to answer that front door five minutes ago. What have you been doing, walking backwards? Yes, sir. Perhaps I have without, without knowing it. You know, you've got to cut out this early morning drinking. Yes, I will, sir. Indeed, I will. You'd better. I'll try and pull myself together, sir. And I'll tell the young ladies to call back later. What young ladies? The twins, sir. You said you couldn't see them. Andrews, this is getting serious. You never said one word to me about twins. Andrews touches his cheeks again. <gasps> didn't I? You certainly did not. Where are these ladies? Andrews touches his chin. In the reception room, sir. Andrews leads him into the foyer, where Diane is slumped on a chair. The, the, the twins, sir. Oh, hello, Dicky Bird. She lurches oh. to him and hugs him. Oh, I'm so glad I found you. You are? Mm. Well, I'm glad somebody's glad. <laughs> Where's the rest of you? Andrews said you were twins. There were two of us, sir. I swear there were two of her. Oh, that's nothing. I've been seeing four. Four taxi cabs, four front doors, four funny old butlers, and four cute little ducky birds. Here, here, please, 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 please. <laughs> Don't go, Andrews. Wait. What do you mean by coming here, Miss O'Dea? When you told me last night that you had to go home alone, didn't I put you in a taxi cab? Didn't I give the taxi cab driver your address? Didn't I? Well, yes, but... The nasty old taxi cab fell apart. And it took them ages and ages to get it together again. And anyway, I have no money. So I made him bring me here. He's waiting outside. <laughs> oh, money. Oh, that's all you... Oh, well, that's simple. He searches his pockets. Oh, by Jove, I haven't a cent left myself. Andrews. I haven't a cent. That's one thing I'm sure of. Well, you go out in the kitchen and borrow some from the cook. She yes. ought to have some. She was paid yesterday. Yes. yes. I hope you know where that kitchen is. Yes, sir. Well, hurry. Yes, sir. He walks off. Dickie, I'm so relieved. Whee! She stumbles toward the stairs. Oh, I want to play. Now, you chase uh, me. Please, keep quiet. She goes up them. Too happy to be quiet. You come down here. No, I don't want to. Come down no. here. You come right down. She reaches the landing. I want to. Come down this minute. No. Come. All right. She slides down the banister, and he catches her. <laughs> what is this, please? A hangover or a fresh start? Oh, Dickie Bird, don't be harsh with me. Anybody think you're my husband? I am always harsh in the morning. My loose moments end with breakfast. Anything that you have to say to me today will come under the head of new business. Well, I don't want any new business. Old was good enough for me. She sits on the stair as Andrews comes back. If you please, sir, the cook had a nickel. Nobody has a nickel. I don't want a nickel. What good is a nickel? Oh, here, you go outside. Go outside and find out exactly how much the taxi cab bill is. Hurry, hurry. Richard shoves him out. What am I going to do? 
He runs to the stairs as the maid comes down. Who's that? Oui, monsieur. Qu'est-ce qu'il y a? Would you like to earn $20? Oui, monsieur. Will you get this young lady up to the guest room quickly? Oui, monsieur. Don't let anybody see her. No, monsieur. She came to see me. Now, on business. But Mrs. Mantel might not understand. No, monsieur, but I understand. Yes. Come, madame. She helps her up. No, yes. oh, no, I don't want to go. Wait, madame, I, upstairs. Upstairs. I don't want to go upstairs. Upstairs or I spank. There you go, reminding me of my husband again. Oh, poor Felix. What would he think if he could see me now? Oh, come, madame. We go, come. Musette gets Diane upstairs. Outside of the taxi. That's all right. That's all yeah. right. Listen, the bill is 50 bucks and I'm going to get it or I'm going to take it out of somebody's hide. Understand? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you'll get your hide. I mean your money. Andrews hurries off. Upstairs. Here, madame. You will be safe here. In a parlor, Diane covers her mouth and starts away. Oh, no, madame. Madame, come here. I will get you a negligee, huh? In the study. The bill is, uh, is 50 heights. I mean dollars. Oh, we'll see if you can pry it out of my out of Mrs. Mantle, will you? Wouldn't it uh, be better if I went to the bank, sir? That's a good idea. Go ahead. Yeah, you go to the bank. Richard opens his checkbook. On your way to the bank, Will, something got spilled on my coat last night. Drop in and leave it at the tailor's for me, will you? Andrews touches his mouth, trembling again. Your, your coat? Yes, my coat. What's the matter with it? It won't bite you. He takes the check. But I... I... I, I I gave it to the tailor about half hour ago, sir. You gave him my coat? Yes, sir. I, I gave you your coat. Oh! oh! I'm afraid I'm going mad. Come, come, come. Pull yourself together, old man. I can't, sir. I, I seem to have lost all control. I'm beginning to see them. There. There. I, I'm afraid they'll get me. I got to go somewhere. I, I got to do something. I, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Richard watches Andrews run from the study. <laughs> past Minty and away. She shrugs and enters the foyer. Then looks up to find Diane staggering on the landing. Kitty Miller, Diane. As she hurries to the stairs, Richard mixes bicarbonate in two glasses. Upstairs. Well, I can't go home with Felix in a dress like this this side of the morning, can I? No. Say, you go home and get me a dress. All right, all right. I'll be back in a jiffy. Fine. As Richard drinks, holding his nose. Richard. He peeks back. Oh, hello, Mother. How are you? I'm perfectly well. Well, that's swell. He finishes the drink. Well, see? Just getting ready to go to work. Work? Well, I never dreamed you wanted to go to work this morning after what happened last night. Why, what do you know about last night? They enter the study. But I can guess, can't I? Oh, yes, yes, you can guess. <laughs> you're some little guesser. She says. Richard, I'm afraid you're going to be angry with me. But I meant it all for the best. You meant what for the best? When I locked you in last night. You locked me in? Well, you were acting a bit strangely. You seemed nervous and excited. So I decided to give you a dose of prevention. So after you went to bed, I locked all the doors and took the keys upstairs with me. <laughs> you locked all the doors after I went to bed? Oh, well, then I couldn't have gotten out. I couldn't have gotten out even if I wanted to. Of course you couldn't, Richard. And I was in there all night. Felix watches from his doorway as Richard smiles. 
Are you ill again? No, Mother. No, I'm better. Oh, I- I'm much better. <laughs> Richard notices Felix shaking a fist. Locked in cold storage all night. Mother, you are simply priceless. He waves as Felix retreats. Who are you waving at? Uh, nothing, Mother. Nothing. She stands. In fact, less than nothing. I was simply waving at myself. Oh, you're absurd, Richard. I am, Mother. I'm more than absurd. I'm positively hilarious. <laughs> he kneels on the sofa. Oh, now. Now I understand what was the matter with poor old Andrews. Oh, he must have been seeing things with a vengeance. She kneels by him. Andrew's condition is no laughing. <laughs> I can't help it, Father. I can't help it. You'd laugh, too, if you knew what I knew. No, 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 you wouldn't. Why not? Don't you think I can appreciate a joke? <laughs> Go on, tell me. No, it's a secret. And if I told you, it'd be no joke. Felix peeks out again. Oh, now, don't tantalize me, Richard. Just about you? Uh-huh, rather. <laughs> and is there uh, someone else? Oh, decidedly someone else. Annoyed, Felix retreats again. Is there another someone mixed up in it too? No, no, not exactly. Well, well, not yet anyway. Uh... Not yet? Oh, Richard, I knew it. <laughs> the secret is about you yeah. and someone else. Uh-huh. And then another someone mixed up in it a little later. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you dear boy, it's the secret that Madeline mentioned. <laughs> Oh, you, you've had a letter from Madeline. Oh, I had a letter. Oh, 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 you dear ridiculous fellow. I don't blame you for being hilarious. <laughs> I'm a bit hilarious myself. <laughs> Mother, what is it you think you know? I don't think any longer, I'm sure. Richard waves her away and goes to the dining room. Mother dances. Felix steps out. If you're doing that for me, you can stop. She turns back to him. I want my coat. Oh, Richard. She steps to him. (laughs) Oh, how can you think of coats at a time like this? He keeps her from touching the goatee. Cooties, perhaps. <laughs> she steps away. <laughs> Andrews returns. She pats his chin on her way out. Has she gone crazy, too? There's something the matter with her. Give her some air. Give her some air. Will I, will I take her out to it or bring it into her? Don't talk like a fool. Get her something to bring her back to herself. Yes, sir. And now you're talking. Andrews gets the tray as Felix goes into Richard's room. Oh, you must have a good rest last night. He stalks to Musette. Rest? Say, I'll never rest again until I get even with that, that... He paces as she arranges pillows. Then looks at her. Say, how would you like to pick up fifty dollars? Oh, monsieur. All I want you to do is to kiss me the next time you see me and Mrs. Uh, uh, Mantle alone together. And for what kiss you when Madame Montexie? Well, it, it's a practical joke, you see, to get even with somebody for laughing at me. Oh, and will Madame Montexie laugh? Will she laugh? <laughs> Say, I'll laugh myself. Oh, well, for fifty dollars. Uh-huh. But suppose I lose my position. Oh, don't worry. Don't you lose this one. I'll get you a better one. Now, is it a go? Oh, no, monsieur. She pinches his cheek. It is a kiss. 
The next time I see you with Madame Montel, uh-huh. huh? You won't forget. Oh, how could I? <laughs> Felix stares at her uncertainly, then leaves the room for the study, where Andrews has brought another tray. Andrews turns. Oh, excuse me, sir, but I, I forgot to give you the money. Money? He holds it out. What money? He puts his glasses away. Why? The money you told me to get for the young lady upstairs. Don't you remember, sir? Oh, take it. Take it. Don't say that I haven't been to the bank, sir. Don't tell me it isn't real money. I can't stand any more of it. All I... right, all right, all right. If it'll relieve your mind, I'll take it. I've earned it. Andrews holds the white rock. What'll I do with this, sir? Drink it yourself. He starts to, but stops when he spots Richard peering in from the dining room, also without glasses. Andrews gapes at Felix, then Richard. Then Felix and Richard. He holds his head and runs off. Felix turns to Richard, and they step to the desk. Give me that money. Not on your life. He pockets it. What do you mean by staying out all night? Shut up. You talk like a mother-in-law. You realize that I was locked up in that room all night long? Well, I'm sorry. Mrs. Mantle locked you up, but... (laughs) Well, what's so funny about that? Why, don't you think it's funny? Funny? Say, what kind of a man are you? Locked up? All alone? You don't know. You don't know. Oh, I know you've given me a marvelous joke on my mother-in-law. I can't tell her about it, but I'll laugh every time I think of it. Thanks again. You can go now. Not yet. Felix picks up the jacket. Huh? What's that? He looks back from the dressing room door. I'm not going to leave this house until I get my big laugh. It'll cost me $50, and I want to be here to enjoy it. Ha, ha, ha. He closes the door. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? <laughs> Richard turns back to find Mother. Richard! She approaches. Mother, why don't you go upstairs and take a nap? A good long nap. You ought to be laid out somewhere. Musette steps in. Oh, monsieur! The time has come, no? She kisses his cheek with her arms around him. Mother turns away. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! He pushes Musette off. What do you think I am? A lollipop? Shameless creature! Who ordered this? What's the matter? What is the joke? Why she do not laugh? Why she do not laugh? You can figure that out while you're packing your trunk. Oh, I knew she was French, but I made allowances for that. Why kiss Mr. Smith under my very nose? Pardon me, Mother. Under my very nose. You told me to. I, I never did. Yes, you lied. You promised me $50. $50? What are you talking about? $50 is too much for any woman. What is this, a badger game? You don't stay in this house another minute. No? Then he has to give me another job. You promised. I promise. I never promised that. He looks toward his door. I have a very good idea who did. You go on. You get out of here. Get out. Musette stomps. She leaves. I resent that. Richard, what did she say then? Oh, she sent you her best regards. He ushers her away. Richard Smith? Yes? Are you quite sure you didn't ask her to kiss you? Oh, Mother, I don't have to ask to be kissed. Huh? But I, I, I have my own, uh, my own dear sweet little wife, yes. Oh, and she'd understand if she were home. Well, uh, you can tell her when she comes in. What? She'll be home in a minute. Home? I don't believe it. Well, you just wait here and see. Hmm. Mother walks off. Panicked, he runs to the dressing room, where Felix has changed into the jacket. You've got to get out. My wife is coming. Wait a minute. In a minute, it'll be too late. Outside. Now, don't get excited, Mother. Just leave everything to me. At the back study doors. Wait, wait, wait. I can't go out in the street with this. Well, I go out with mine every day. But if you're so fussy... Richard pulls off Felix's goatee, shoves him out, and closes the door as Madeline enters. Dickie! Huh? 
Oh, darling, you, you, you have come home. Well, well, well. Dickie boy. They hug. Didn't you expect me? No, yes, of course, of course, but, but not so soon. Felix returns with all facial hair removed. How lonely I've oh, been. Oh, Dickie. Madeline spots him. Oh, Dickie. What? Is this gentleman a friend of yours? I... Uh, no, he's no gentleman. Uh, he's no friend. Uh, it's Mr. Zero. Mr. Zero, yes. Uh, my wife, Mrs. Smith. And uh, uh, Mrs. Mantle, my, mo- my wife's mother. I'm delighted. Mr. Zero is the famous vaudeville artist. Oh, I've heard of you. Oh, thank you. He has done me the honor to want to add me to his list of impersonations. Oh, no doubt he does it to perfection. Oh, how wonderful. Andrews arrives. Breakfast is ready. If you want it, come and get it. Oh, won't you have breakfast with us? Why, delighted if I'm not intruding. Oh, no. My husband's friends are my friends. Oh, yes, indeed. But at a time like this, I understand you've just returned home from a vacation. Oh, that's perfectly all right. (laughs) Mother leads Felix to the dining room. You've no idea, dear, how glad I am to see you. Why didn't you let me know you were coming? I wanted to surprise you. You did. Oh, I shall never forget the look on your face when I walked in last night. Richard smiles as he watches her go. Then the smile fades. Last night. Come, Mr. Zero. Felix glances back at Richard, who closes his eyes and shakes his head. Coming, darling? Last night. Richard faints. Dickie, darling! Dickie, what's wrong? She rushes to help him up. Happened! Dickie! He comes too. Come on, dear. What is it? Oh, my poor darling, you're ruined. I mean, I'm ru- I mean, our home is ruined. Why, my poor Richard. And you seemed so well this morning when you first woke up. Oh, hold me. I'm going to faint again. I oh, know I'm now, going to now, faint. Oh, now, sweetheart, now, oh, what you need is another old-fashioned rub-down like I gave you last night. <laughs> oh, I want to die. I want to no, die. Please, please. Please, control yourself. Oh. Let me help you to the couch. No, no, I now, wish I did. Oh, now, come on. Upstairs. Oh, Miss, you're a darling. Now, you hurry and get into this and let's get out of here. Diane hands her old dress to Musette. You can have this, sweetheart. I, I never want to see it again. Oh, merci beaucoup, madame. In the study, Madeline helps Richard sit. There. Now, everything's all right. All right? Oh, my poor Madeline. No, you're happy, Madeline, dear. Now, tell me just what's troubling you, darling. Oh, you don't know what you're asking. Is it so serious? You know, I could see last night, oh. the moment I saw you, that you weren't yourself. She takes off her hat. You, you, you could see that? Yes, you were different. Oh, awfully nice, darling. Oh, awfully, awfully nice. But different. Well, uh, how, how different? Well, I've always known you were impulsive. But last night, oh. oh, and in spite of your cold, the way you kissed me. Oh, you feel so badly, sweetheart? Oh, just dying, that's all, just dying. Oh, my poor nervous dicky boy. Perhaps I kept you awake too late. Oh. But then I had so much to tell you. Yes, yes, I suppose you did. You suppose? Don't you remember? No. Yeah, oh, uh, the, the joy of having you back, dear. The, uh, just a little bit hazy, that's oh. all. Maybe I put too much whiskey in your hot drink. Did, did you give me a hot drink last night? Of course darling, after I had you all comfortable and safely covered up. Covered up? Oh, oh, I'm just losing my mind, that's all. Madeline, go ahead. Tell me, tell me what happened. What, what, what did I do? Oh, Dickie, what didn't you do? Oh. You know, I never realized before that you were so versatile. Versatile? Yes, those imitations you gave. 
Imitations of what? Oh, all sorts of things. And the jokes you played. Why, Dickie, you are positively skittish. Skittish? Oh, my. Go on, Madeline. Tell me everything. Why, Dickie, you must know as well as I do. What was that lovely little Swiss lullaby you sang? Swiss lullaby? Yes, the one you yodeled to me. Yodeled? Oh, my word, I yodeled. Oh, you must yodel again for me often, now that I know you do it so well. Slapping his legs, he stands. This is the end. What nonsense, darling. Why, I fixed you up last night, and I'll do it again. I'll mix you a bracer as only your Madeline knows how, and then we'll go for a nice long drive in the country. You won't try to work today, will you? Work? After the vaudeville show I gave last night? Oh, no, now you must rest. And then, well, don't forget all the lovely things we plan to do today. As Madeline walks off, Minty leads Diane along the upstairs landing. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Felix approaches Richard. Last night, last night, last night. When he looks down at him, Richard notices and stands. Tall. You yodeled to her, did you? Well, she liked it, didn't she? I'll say she did. She wants me to yodel again and often, and I can't. Oh, you fiend. You, 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 you howl. Diane and Minty stand in the doorway. After all the trouble I took not to give you away. Why, she never for a moment suspected the difference. What? You didn't tell her you weren't home last night. That's a fine question. Well, then everything is all right. All right. I knew just how to handle the situation. I behaved exactly as you would have. You knew how to handle the situation. You knew how to handle the situation by being skittish, by telling us stories at midnight, just for a start. Well, I have to do something to pass the time. You asked me to impersonate you. No excuse for you kissing her, Zero. But I was you. But I'm her husband. Well, so was I. Oh. Put something into my hand. Minty puts a hand over Diane's mouth and catches her falling. I want to know exactly what happened last night. Well, what do you think? I can't think. I'm going mad. <laughs> In the dining room. About Nikki? Yes, dear? Shut up. She means me. How do you know? <gasps> For that time, murder you. Yeah, I drink this. It's what made you feel so good last night. <gasps> he slaps a hand on his forehead. I'm going mad. And runs off. Why? What's happened? He heads for his room. Don't you go away from here. Richard goes inside. Uh, perhaps I'd better. I think so. Uh, you'll excuse me? Oh, yes. Thank you. Felix walks off. And as Richard rifles through a drawer, Felix finds Diane on the stairs before Minty can get to her. Diane! He lifts her up and holds her. Why? Well, what have you done to her? She's fainted. Fainted? Picking her up. He carries her to the sofa in the study. Oh, oh what's happened? Who is this? Yes, Mickey's new secretary. Secretary? And who is this? My wife. Your wife? Yes. What was she doing here? Listening. She knows everything. Shh, she's coming too. She sits up and looks at her husband. Oh, you yodeled to her. She falls back again. How long has she been here? Long enough to hear everything. In his room, Richard finds a pistol and points it toward his head. Then he looks at it. I'm shooting the wrong man. In the study. Poor girl. Richard returns with the gun behind his back. When he steps to the desk, Madeline goes to him. Well, dear, do you feel any better? I don't know. I haven't made up my mind. Well, I'm glad you've come back because I think it's about time you were told the truth about everything. Yes, that's what I want. The truth and the whole truth about everything. His mouth drops open when he spots Diane sitting up. 
Then he steps around the desk, trying not to react any further. Well, now that we're here, we can talk this thing over calmly. We might as well all sit down. Sit down, dear. I will not sit down. Dickie, sit down. He does, then stands. I'm rested now. Richard, I want you to know Mrs. Zero. Mrs. Z Your wife? Why, certainly. <laughs> Minty giggles, then sits when Felix stares at her. Oh. Richard pockets the gun. Glad to meet you. Musette arrives dressed to go. Musette, where are you going? I have been discharged, madame. Discharged? Who discharged you? This lady. I had to. Her French was breaking out something awful. Her French breaking out? Well, if you must know the truth, she became so brazen as to kiss Dickie right in front of me. He told me to for fifty dollars. That is a lie. I did nothing of the kind. We're all going to tell the truth. I may as well confess. It was I who did it. You? I never saw you before. It was me. She drops Diane's dress. Wait a minute. What is this? She picks it up. That is a dress, madame. Well, I can see it's a dress. Let me look at it. Hi, Madeline. This must be one of yours. Musette grabs it back. I will notify the police. She goes to the phone. I'm going to call an officer. Oh, mother. Oh, think of the neighbors. Oh, no, madame. It was given to me. Who gave it to you? This lady. Diane. She gave it to you? Ha, ha, ha. That's a good one. Ha, ha, ha. Did you not, madame? Why, I never saw it before in my life. Oh, get the girl out of here. What difference does it make where she got it? It doesn't belong to any of you. But why should she insist that you gave it to her? Well, how do I know? That's what I'd like to know. Maybe Andrews can help us. Andrews can do nothing of the kind. Well, there's no harm in asking. She rings for him. Why ask a dumb person? Now, we'll all hear something. Andrews enters. You hearing, ma'am? Yes, Andrews. Have you ever seen this lady before? Diane. Yes, ma'am, two of her. Two of her? Twice. When and where did you see her? Shall I tell the truth, Mr. Smith? Why, of course, you fool. Richard shakes his head. She called this morning. In fact, I let her in. Well, well, there you are, you see. Somebody had to let her in. Had you ever seen her before that? Yes, last night. And if he asked me, it was the worst night in history. Last night is not on my business, but did not Madame come here this morning in this gown? <laughs> yes, something like that, I guess. Yes. Yuzette, let me see that dress. Oui, monsieur. She gives it to Felix as Minty stands. Why, Diane? This is one of yours. He pulls her up. Oh, you little home buddy. You weren't home at all last night. No. Who were you out with? Oh. Who were you out with? Oh. Tell me. I was out with him. She points at Richard. So. Who glances at Mother and Madeline and stands. <laughs> Did you Oh, Why, how perfectly ridiculous. How could I possibly be out with her? Wasn't I locked up with you in that room the whole night long? No. I knew from the very first it wasn't you. Yes. You knew? And yet you let him stay? He lunges for Madeline, but Mother blocks him. Female of the species! He turns to Felix. You. You'll pay for this. Wait, wait. Let me explain. He pulls the gun. <laughs> Felix jumps and runs. Richard chases him. Felix runs into Richard's room, then goes into the dressing room. Turning to the others, Richard runs into his room. In the dressing room, Felix hurries to Madeline's door and leaves as Richard enters, then follows. But Felix is running around to Richard's door again. Richard chases him and turns back. Next time he comes around, stop it. He goes in. In the dressing room, Felix ducks into the shower. Richard stalks right through the room to Madeline's, and Felix sneaks out. He backs into Richard's room, closing the door. Richard stands from checking under Madeline's bed. 
and opens the dressing room door, then backs away and waits. In the study, both Richard and Felix back out and bump. Felix runs, and Andrews leads the crowd fighting for Richard's gun. And Felix comes back around. The gun falls at his feet, and he picks it up. Now, you'll do some explaining to me, you. Diane runs, and everyone follows out of the study. Diane and Richard run up the stairs, followed by Minty, Musette, Madeline, and Mother. She falls. Felix leaps over her on the way up, before she runs on with Andrews bringing up the rear. Richard ducks into a room with Diane following. The door closes. Felix arrives. Open this door. Oh, Vicky, please, please, let me tell you the truth about last night. What are you doing in there? Diane starts climbing from a window. Come on, you've got to get out of here. Oh, I'm afraid. Well, let me go. He puts a leg up. Wait a minute, never mind, I'll do it. Sitting on the sill, she climbs to a drain pipe and slides down into the bushes. She gets up, rubbing her behind. Diane, if you didn't make it, don't tell me. Did you make it? Yeah, I made it all right. She hurries away through the yard and steps into the driveway. But she runs into the taxi, where the driver spots her and chases her. No, you don't. No, you don't. Not on me, you don't. You got that 50 bucks? No. Well, come on, back you go. They go back to the house. Upstairs. Do you hear that crash? He's beating her. Courage, Diane. Courage. The driver pulls Diane into the foyer and they look up. Hey. Everyone turns and looks down. I'm seizing again. As Andrew sits, Felix runs down with Madeline, Mother, and Minty. I caught this young lady trying to make a getaway. Hey, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. She's my fare, and she don't get out of here till she comes across. Richard steps onto the landing. Riding this dame around since 12 o'clock last night. I picked her up at the Whoopi Club. And I was with her. Yeah, that's right, you was with her. I let you out at the subway station. Richard starts down. Was there a man along? Yes, ma'am. Your husband. You're fired. Fired. Oh, I remember him. That's the guy that was with him. That's the guy I let out at the union club. And she's been alone ever since? Yes, sir. Felix pays him. Oh, thanks. And the driver leaves. I didn't dare go home. I had to come here for money for the taxi. Oh, you poor kid. You poor kid. Shut up. Felix holds Diane. You don't want a divorce now at all, do you, darling? She looks up at Richard. No. But I do. Richard. I'm the only injured party. You let him stay. You let him stay. Of course. I knew the minute I kissed him, he wasn't you. Well, what did you do? Well, as soon as I was positive, I demanded the reason for the impersonation. And I told her. You told her? It was either that or go to jail. Oh, Dickie, it was such a gorgeous chance to cure you of your blooming habit. Minty smirks and slinks away. She went into her room, darling. With Felix. I locked the connecting door. Yes. And prayed for the best. With Richard. Oh, sweetheart, if you'll forgive me this time, I I promise you I'll never bloom again as long as I live. Well, I'm sure glad I'm not married. Well, thank heaven all my husbands are dead. Mother walks upstairs past her daughter and son-in-law. The End Described from Movies for the Blind And that was Lonely Wives Since this podcast is produced mainly in Canada We'd 
like pointing out Canadians in the movies, and this time one was playing the prototypical mother-in-law. Maud Eburn was a successful character actress born in Bronte-on-the-Lake, Ontario, a little village that eventually got swallowed up by suburban sprawl, connecting Toronto and Hamilton, just down the road from where I'm recording. Well, we finally come to episode 200, and we'll celebrate by starting a film that has made many polls as one of the best films in the history of British cinema. This is the universe. Big, isn't it? It's night over Europe, the night of the 2nd of May, 1945. That point of fire is a burning city. It had a thousand bomb raid an hour ago. Hello, hello, Peter, can you hear me? Hello, June. Don't be afraid. It's quite simple. We've had it, and I'd rather jump than fry. After the first thousand feet, what's the difference? I shan't know anything anyway. So long, Bob. I'll see you in a minute. You know what we wear by now, proper wings. He was due here half an hour after me. This is his section, and he hasn't reported. So he's either A-W-O-L, or there's been a mistake. There hasn't been a mistake here for a thousand years. Oh, so there have been mistakes. I'm glad you're safe. What did you do? What happened? Don't know. I just don't know. How did it happen? Everything was calculated, except for this accursed fog. The pilot jumped. He got lost in the fog. I missed him. The case is not so simple. No? No. He's fallen in love. What kind of government do you oh, represent? I, I do not represent any government. Or what laws govern the place you come from? I am not permitted to express any political views. Well, if it's a respectable place, there must be a law of appeal. But my friend, be reasonable. Appeal to whom? That's for you to find out. But this has never been done. Is that any reason why it can't be done now? David Niven stars in A Matter of Life and Death, next time on Movies for the Blind. To find out more about the movies, about description, and how to subscribe, go to the blog, moviesfortheblind.com, where you can also find out about this podcast, Creative Commons License. And the movies are from the Internet Archive, so please support universal access to human knowledge by visiting and donating at archive.org. Thank you for downloading and for listening. Be back next week for Episode 200. Take care. <laughs>